Let's go talk to Kyle Austin. He joins us from his Waldorf Astoria penthouse suite. Uh, he has a big budget there uh, when he travels uh, with M Live. He's everywhere. He joins us from the Big Apple, getting ready for tonight's matchup, Michigan State, K-State. How you doing, my friend? Uh, good, Bill. Coming from you, from, to you from a hotel room that's about as big as my walk-in closet, but we're close to that. <laughs> you know, we're, we're theater of the mind, Kyle, uh, and you're with MLive.com. I'm with the Michigan Sports Network. We need to make things all seem big, and you just opened up with basically they put you in a hostel in New York City. <laughs> You're like, it's free. There's a lot of people coming and going. Sure, there's bodies chalked in the hallway, but you know what? I got it for eight bucks a night. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. All right, all right. Izzo seems really comfortable. And I again, I'm, I, I've always read Tom's body language, the sound in his voice, how he looks on TV, when it's tournament time, and not that they've achieved something already. There's still work to be done this weekend in New York City and if they get to Houston in the Final Four. But Izzo seems to be extremely proud of this group getting to New York City in the Sweet 16. He does, because I think this was maybe a little bit more of a milestone for this group than it would have been for some, for some previous groups, you know, groups that went, you know, they've had years where they're going to the sweet 16 almost every year, you know, going to final fours, uh, this group, you know, nobody on this team had been to a sweet 16 before. And not that two tournaments is a drought, but since 2019, it felt like a while. So I think Israel wanted some validation and he also had a lot of faith in this group and he really, spoke highly of this group and their potential throughout. And then he doesn't always do that. He's not, you know, he'll tell it like it is. Um, but when they were losing five out of seven in late January and February, he always kind of saw something in this group. And he kept saying, stick with these guys. Don't give up on these guys. These guys can go on a run. So I think he feels validated by that, too, that he placed their faith in this group and they, and they really keep true for him and got him to New York. You know, I've said it all week long. I go back to my all-access show inside the film room at the Breslin with Michigan State men's basketball. Did it with the women also with Susie Merchant. I want to wish her well as she stepped away from being the head coach on the women's side at the Breslin. But the first thing he sat down, even before we went on air, and we had a few minutes so we were going to record and he actually was eating some Chick-fil-A because uh, he's busy. It's media day, getting ready to go down and talk with you guys downstairs. And he said, you know, Bill, I, I really like this team. They're good guys. I like them. If we can come together, we could shock some people. And that was my first thought last Sunday when that game was wrapping up against Marquette. Right, and he... After kind of the dust settled on last offseason and Max Christie leaves and Julius Marble leaves, um, a lot of people looked at that roster and thought, man, they need some upgrades. They need a center. You know, maybe they need something else. Um, And Tom was really the only one who looked at it and said, I think I can win with that group as it is with Mati Sissoko at center, um, you know, with not, without adding anybody else anywhere. And, and obviously you and I have talked about that was an unpopular decision. And a lot of people doubted that. Um, and a lot of people thought that um, Mati wasn't good enough and they needed another guy and so forth. So I, I think there's another reason I think he feels validated. It's because I think he feels good about that decision. And I think he feels validated that he didn't have to go to the portal and, 
Um, you know, he kind of stuck with his guys, and I think he placed his faith in those guys, and he told them all, hey, I'm not going to go recruit over you. I'm not going to replace you. I'm not going to run you off. Um, you guys are my guys. I'm riding with you. And I think I think that gave them confidence, um, and I think it created a connection kind of between coach and players. And, um, you know, if you talk to Tom Izzo, you talk to his players, you know, that's a factor. And, and not, not going out and, and recruiting a whole new team, but kind of sticking with the guys that you had. I think that's kind of part of the identity the identity of his team. Izzo told me then during our October interview that you have to be careful with the transfer portal to not lose the rest of the team. And he said the max number to me might be two and two impact players, not a couple of guys who want to come uh, finish their degree at Michigan state. And they're on the end of the bench. He's talking about guys who help you. And then I think about Walker who's coming home to play in New York city. We'll get to that in a moment. And Hauser who transferred. So, and it's the right fit. Cause if you do too much, and I think you could see Mel Tucker in football, where all of a sudden uh, uh, Halleck saying, well, to heck with this, I'm going to Western. you got to be careful you don't lose what you have and what was built up before you. I think if you get bring one or two guys in for specific in specific spots, um, I think they kind of assimilate into your culture, into your team's culture, because it's one or two guys joining a group of 10 or 11 returners. I think if you bring in four or five or however many and half the guys are returners, then I don't know, think you know what the culture is. And I think that's kind of um, that your culture can change a lot. And if you don't bring in the right guys, if they don't fit together well, uh, I look at a team like Illinois that I think had a lot of talent. Um, and I picked them to win the Big Ten, but they just never really seemed to fit together. That being said, the team they're playing tonight, Kansas State, has several transfers. So it does work for some guys, but I think it's, it's very much more hit and, hit and miss. You know, uh, you can hit a home run, or you can strike out when you go that route. Um, Israel, I think, wants everything more steady, and that's why he, you know, wanted two transfers. And you, you bring in those guys, very specific spots, um, not over-recruiting anybody, not running anybody off. And I think you can keep your culture and kind of your continuity then um, and not be so disruptive. And I think that's kind of what he's going for. Well, look at uh, Mel Tucker from – the previous season, the last year on having too many transfers and they helped you and you had an unbelievable nobody saw coming season, kind of like K-State is having right now. Even though they are a three seed, they're not on the radar. We'll get to that. And then look at Tucker last year. You just you could tell that team wasn't on the same page. So Izzo knows it. He gets it more than anybody. He's a dean now with Coach K uh, retired. Uh, he seems happy. Uh, they're in they're in the number one market, which is so good for Michigan State hoops. Like I said in my opening huge opinion before I came to you, Kyle, I heard all the national shows based uh, in New York City, both TV and radio, all talk in Michigan State. And that is so good for Tom and the program and the university when they're getting those positive headlines. I agree. Yeah, we'll walk walk around here. Where the, I think it's a New York Daily News uh, back page. It's a big photo of Tyson Walker, um, and um, you know we talk about him. He's a local guy um, coming home to New York, um, which um, he's not much of a talker. He's not going to expound on it too much. But I know it's a big deal to him and his family. And yeah, I mean, I I don't think anybody forgot about Michigan State, but um, Tom is a really. Uh, prides himself on the consistency, as you know, the, the 25, uh, the 25 straight NCAA tournament, 
um, which is a, a college basketball record. Uh, he's getting there every year, but then he's also getting to this weekend. He's at, he's at 15 sweet 16s now, uh, which is more than all but a handful of coaches um, in college basketball. So they're, if anybody thought that they were, they were kind of dropping off, which, listen, this is only the second time they've been there since 2015. They made the 2019 Final Four, but... Um, that was the only other time they've been in the second weekend. I think this is kind of proving that Michigan State has that staying power. And, and I think for Tom Izzo, it, it's kind of a little bit of validation that his transfer portal approach worked. And, you know, sticking with your guys and not loading up with a bunch of different transfer portal guys, um, he kind of set that as his path this past offseason. And I know some people doubted it, but um, I, I think it's, it's validating that, uh, that approach a little bit. Kyle, before I let you go, let's get to the game tonight. Uh, Tip-off will be around 6.30 Michigan time. K-State, the three-seed, like I said, they don't have the national vibe like a three-seed. Very talented. Noel uh, is the best guard I've seen in the tournament. And one of the best guards, maybe since I've watched like Kemba Walker in college, is speed, his ability to drop the three, take it to the rack. It's going to be interesting how Izzo and his staff and team uh, address him running the show for the Wildcats. But your thoughts on how Michigan State matches up with K-State tonight in the Sweet 16? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a good matchup. Um, obviously, that's with Noel, like you said, but Keontae Johnson, who's uh, kind of a power forward, forward type for them, uh, they're kind of the one-two punch for K-State. And, you know, Michigan State has done so well against these, these high-level guards uh, in the in the NCAA tournament. You talk about Boogie Ellis for USC, had, I think, six points, um, Tyler Kolek from Marquette had 7.6 turnovers. So they've shut down two pretty high-level point guards so far. Um, so I think they go in with confidence in that. But like you said, I think Marquise Noel is playing as well as any point guard or player um, in the NCAA tournament. And him versus Tyson Walker is going to be quite a show. Two little uh, small New York City guards kind of going at it, although I think Michigan State will probably mix it up defensively. Um, I think Keontae Johnson probably presents a little bit more of a problem. He's 6'6", 2'30", so I think Malik Hall will probably be tasked with him. But, you know, the good news for Michigan State, we always talk about, they don't have some dominating center. You know, they don't have Oscar Sheboy coming in. I think Kentucky probably would have been more of a problem for them if they had advanced to this game. But um, I think they'll be able to defend the front court okay, and they match up well. So it's just, if they can keep playing and keep defending at a high level, I think they'll have a pretty good shot. Michigan State, Kansas State tonight, 630. They'll be the first game out of the shoot. On the Thursday side of the bracket, uh, the winners of K-State, Michigan State, and Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, uh, both in New York, will play on Saturday. TBA time to be announced and determined. Make that a TBA, TBD. And if State wins the next two in New York City, they're off to a Final Four in Houston. On the other side of the bracket tonight, Arkansas, UConn, and Gonzaga, UCLA. Man, four great games uh, tonight. The tournament's amazing. You can follow everything Michigan State Hoops, MLive.com. Kyle Austin joining us from New York City. Kyle, enjoy the game tonight. All right. Thanks, Bill.